Glad to be with you this morning. Came all the way from Michigan. Well, it was a little ways, but anyhow. Glad to be with you all the way out here. And where are we? Yeah, a blessing, right? We had a great time with the ladies and so enjoyed getting to fellowship and know your pastors. Just have such precious hearts, don't they? Connie, we had fun, right? Yeah, we did. And uh, you ever heard that saying, they're an old soul? Well, she's not old, but she's like, you know, you can, she's just one of those you can connect with, right? She's precious, but so glad to be with you. And we were so blessed the whole time. And uh, Angel, you're an angel. Oh, See why God. you're named Angel. Oh. Praise the Lord. And now I know why I liked you so much because I didn't know that you were friends with my, yeah. my dear friend Margie yeah. Grotto Florent is yeah. here in the house. Margie, yeah. thank you for coming. And uh, I've known Margie for many years, and what a blessing to reconnect with her. And she's an anointed author and speaker. Yes. Amen. And a dear friend of mine, so I'm excited she is here. Amen. And I'm glad to be with you. All right. How many of you ready to receive from God today? Oh, yeah. We're praised up, right? You didn't buy anything, did you? Okay. You didn't take that scripture shop till you do it. No, turn your face to the wall. <laughs> She's fasting. I had to remind her of, (laughs) show me all about her 100-day challenge. Yeah. And I said, I ain't taking that challenge. She's fasting, shopping. I just told everybody, but it keeps you honest. (laughs) Amen. There you go. (laughs) Like, I'm not not, uh, joining the the don't shop part yet, unless God speaks to me. So he hadn't spoke to me yet. Not on that. Praise God. Well, we're going to be blessed this morning. Um. You know, how many of you know God's word never fails? And that was an awesome word you had about your son. Because I'm standing for my nephew. How many of you are standing for some people? You know, when we hear a word like that, we ought to grab hold of that word. I was thinking about in Mark 11. How many of you ever read Mark 11:24? And I know they can put it up on the screen. So let's pray. God, thank you for this time together. Thank you for this service. Thank you. We'll receive exactly what you have for us. May we come higher. And may our lives never be the same. We thank you we're entering into a whole nother realm today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, look at this verse. Therefore, Jesus said this, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, well, I don't know what translation, New King James, but what things soever you desire, and the King James says, believe that you what? Receive them and you shall have them. Okay, what's that word say? Believe you what? Receive. Everybody say receive. Say receive. Okay, if you look up that word receive, it's the word take. Take. How many of you know there's some things we've got to take by faith? Somebody say take. Say I'm taking it. Okay, so we got to believe we what? Take it. You know, uh, just like Angel prayed for her son, she took that deliverance, didn't she? Good to see you. She took what belonged to her. And there's promises God has laid out for us. Healing, prosperity, joy, right? We got to take it. Proverbs 11 says, the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. I'll take that. I remember one of my very first time preaching. I was 19, and I actually knew Margie then. And I'm like, ooh, I want to be like her when I grow up. Amen. I wanted to be a preacher. And I was preaching at this little four-square gospel church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it was tag team preaching. 
I didn't grow up in church. So I didn't know what tag team preaching was. I just played tag when you're kids. You're like, you're it, you run. So I figured you just preach and you tag the next one sort of, right? So I'm preaching, and the lady that I'm supposed to tag and she's going to preach next, she had been dedicated to the Lord by Amy Simple McPherson. I don't know if you heard of her. Yeah, powerful woman of God. And so she was dedicated by her. And so I'm preaching with her. And the whole time I'm ministering, any time that I would say something she agreed with or bore witness with her spirit or she really liked, you know, she'd shout real loud because she learned this from her mom, you know, from Amy's church. But she'd shout real loud in the middle of my preaching, I'll take that. (laughs) So I'd be walking along, you know, I'd, I'd be preaching. I'm like, by the stripes of Jesus, we're healed. And she'd jump and go, I'll take that. It's like, wow. And then I'd be like, you know, uh, uh, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'll take that too. I mean, she was just taking everything. Come on, how many of you know in church you can be a hog, a spiritual hog? Come on, you can just take it all. I'm like, this lady's taking everything. I'm like, she's a trip. So then... It came time for her to preach, you know. She got up and she said, you probably been wondering why I've been getting up and shouting. I'll take that. I thought, yeah, I've been wondering that myself. But she said this, when something is being preached or something is being taught and it applies to you, I mean, it applies to some area of your life. You hear a testimony and you can think of somebody in your life. A scripture comes to mind and you think how you can relate it. It just applies to you. She said, by faith. In the realm of the spirit, just reach up and say, God, I take it. Lord, I receive it. Amen. And how many of you believe when you receive it, things will change in your behalf? Amen. Somebody say, I'll take that. that. You know what's so funny? I'll be walking through the airport sometimes, and I'm on the radio, and I think your pastor has a cool radio voice. Amen. Oh, that'd be a great radio voice. Good one. And I'll be walking through the airport and someone shouts, I'll take that. And I go, oh, amen. Isn't that good? I'm taking it. How many of you are taking joy this morning? Come on, you're taking favor this morning. You're taking opportunities this morning. How many of you are taking some deliverance today, some healing today, some victory today? Come on. Oh, someone shout, I'll take that. Okay, so we got to believe we what? Receive. I mean, you know, we got to do the believing. Come on, before the heaven. A lot of times we say, when I see it, I'll rejoice. When I see it, I'll be happy. When this lifts off me, I'll be free. When it, we, come on, when the fear goes, I'm free from fear. No, you get free from stuff before you have it in your physical hand. You get it on the inside first. Come on, how many of you have seen yourself doing things? How many of you, you've got to see it on the inside. You've got to get a vision of it. I don't know if you all saw this awesome testimony on um, the 700 Club. It was about, I think, a week ago. But there was a lady on there. It was such a good testimony. She was paralyzed. And she had gotten in a car accident. And so she was paralyzed from her waist down. Ten years. And she was a word person. You know, like us. Believe in the word. And she's speaking the word over herself. And nothing was changing. Anybody been there? Where it looks like nothing's moving. Where it looks like nothing's changing. Anybody been there? So she's doing this, and in the natural, nothing's changing. Ten years. She said so many people prayed over her at church, and she fell out on the carpet, and they had to scoop her back up. 
put her back in her wheelchair. She got embarrassed after a while. She said every person, you know, would come in and start laying hands on her, try to get her up out of the wheelchair. And, you know, ten years passed. But she said, God sent this precious man while she's in the wheelchair, an awesome man of faith. Then they got married, first of all, somewhere in there. I don't know what time period. I'll take that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay. In case you didn't know, I'm not married. I guess you just figured that out, right? Okay. So someone in there, God sent this great man. Well, he was telling her, speaking the word over her. And, you know, she said that he would actually stand her up. Now, this stood out to me. He would stand her up out of that wheelchair and hold her and dance with her when, when she couldn't even move her legs. And he would say, look in the mirror. I want you to get a vision of being healed. I want you to see yourself walking. See yourself doing that thing the devil's telling you is not going to happen. Oh, come on. I just had a vision. Get a skinny person, chop their head off, paste mine on it. Come on now. I can put that on my refrigerator. Yeah. Amen. You've got to see it. I was telling Margie today, she, she's so beautiful. We walked out the hotel and like, perfection. Can't mess with perfection. But we're walking out of, the, out of the hotel, and I was just thinking this morning, whatever area you want to change, right? I'm thinking, Margie, I was thinking this morning, I can speak to these great mountains, and I've seen them move, but God can't move a couple pounds? <laughs> Revelation to me. Amen. Amen. But how many of you know, while, while you're believing, don't let the devil steal your joy. You know, get your faith on it and be, be at peace. Amen. So he, he had her stand up and look in that mirror. And so he'd go, see yourself straight. See yourself healed. See yourself walking. And he'd make her look in that mirror and he'd call her healed. Well, she said one day they're at church and an evangelist came to town. Woo! I like that part. Preacher came to town. And the preacher saw her in the wheelchair, and he wanted to pray for her. And she said immediately she thought, uh-oh, here it goes again. He doesn't know I've been prayed for so many times. But you know what? The preacher, he didn't know that. Thank God. And he just went and laid hands on her and obeyed God. And she said suddenly she felt the power of God come into her body. And she started feeling her feet and then her legs. And they stood her up out of that wheelchair. And then she began to walk all over that church. And she's completely healed now. I mean, they showed them dancing on TV together. Woo, that's an awesome testimony. Come on, God's good. After 10 years, don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your vision. Let's go to a, a scripture in Isaiah 42. Would you turn there, please? Praise the Lord. I think I could preach myself happy already. I already have. I'm happy already. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the Apostle Paul said, I think myself happy. Oh, yeah. How many of you know how to think yourself depressed? Oh, yeah. We've all been there. Come on. Or think yourself discouraged or you start thinking about the wrong thing, right? It could pull you down. But Paul said, I think myself happy. Oh, you start thinking about all the great things God's going to do. And how he's going to bring you out and how he's going to meet your needs and how he's going to turn your circumstance around. Come on, and how it's never too late. How many of you just start encouraging yourself in the Lord? Amen. you got to do that sometimes. You've got to encourage yourself in the Lord, right? Because how many of you know sometimes there's not people there to encourage you but you? Amen. Amen. Look here in uh, Isaiah 42. Thank you, Lord. This is speaking of Jesus, okay? And let's read verse 1. It says, 
Behold my servant, speaking of Jesus, whom I, uphold, whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking fact shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. Verse 4, he shall not fail, nor be what? Discouraged till he has set judgment in the earth, and the isles shall wait for his law. So what does it say of Jesus? He would not be what? Discouraged. Okay, you want to be more like Jesus, right? And so do I. How many of you really want to be more like him? Okay, if we're going to be more like Christ, not only are we going to uh, flow in miracles and see the power of God and everything, but if we're going to be like him, we have to set our mind like he did, not to be discouraged. It doesn't say that Jesus couldn't be discouraged. It says he wouldn't be discouraged. In other words, he says, I'm going to do the will of my father, and I am not going to be discouraged until that comes to pass. I'm, re- I'm resisting that discouragement. In other words, I'm not going to let it get on me. Now, that's our master, our Lord and Savior, right? If we're going to be more like him, how many of you know we're going to have to rebuke discouragement as well? Okay, listen, I looked up the word discouraged. You know what it means? To dismiss courage. It means to dismiss courage. It means to melt. It means to break down. And it means to be cast down. To dismiss courage, to melt, to break down, to be cast down. Come on, how many of you know God doesn't want you to dismiss your courage? How many of you aren't melting? How many of you aren't breaking down? How many of you aren't going to stay cast down, right? I, I thought of the, the ways that people tried to discourage Jesus. How many of you remember when he was flowing right in the middle of his miracle ministry? They accused him of operating under the devil's power. Anybody remember that? They said, he's a Beelzebub. Now, you know, in Mississippi, they say Beelzebubba. Southern demon or whatever, but come on. But here he is, the son of God, and they're like, that's of the devil. How many of you know that could be discouraging? Then you remember when uh, he walked right through the midst of the crowd, they tried to throw him off a cliff. Come on, how many have been persecuted before? You ever been thrown off a cliff? You're like, I felt like it though, but how many of you ever had anyone try to throw you off the cliff? Well, they tried to do that to Jesus, and you know what it says? He slipped on through to the other side. Oh, I like that. In one translation, it says he was slick. You know what that, I looked it up, and it meant anointed. He was anointed. What does anoint mean? To pour on and to smear all over. Oh, he was anointed. I heard about this uh, hog contest in the south. I used to live in Oklahoma, so somebody's bringing it back to my mind because we haven't seen each other in so long. She used to come all the time to Oklahoma. But they'd take these hogs, and they'd grease them down real good. Now, I'm from the city, so, you know, I don't know if you – are y'all seen a hog where they a greased hog or whatever? You know about that? Oh, okay. Thank you. They, they get, yeah, Georgia. Okay, so they grease it real good, and, and, and this is like, ooh, they let it go. Yeah, it's nasty. And then you try to catch it, right? And it, 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 it slips right through every time. Why? It's slick. Come on. I came all the way here to tell you you're anointed like a hog this morning. Come on. Come on. You got the anointing on you. In other words, you know what? I believe you're going to slip on through. Come on. Every dart of the enemy, you've made it this far. Come on. You've come a long way. You're still standing. 
Right? How many of you believe if the devil could have taken you out, he would have done it already? Come on. If the devil could have stopped you, he would have done it already. But aren't you glad he couldn't do it? Because somebody was praying for you. I'm sure someone was believing. Or maybe it was your own words. You didn't even know you were speaking over yourself. You're praying in the spirit. You're praying out your own future. Praying your own protection. Come on. How many of you ever felt like a burden comes on you to pray and you're like, oh, Lord, I'm so tired of praying for other people. You ever been there? And I kind of had that come up to me one day. You know, I was just in the flesh tired, you know. And, and this thought came to me. You better obey. What if? This burden of praying the Spirit's for you or your own son. We were always thinking it's somebody else we don't know or whatever, but you know you might just be praying out your own future. Amen? Oh, come on. And we want to help other people, obviously, right? So we dismiss that courage. You've you got to be like Jesus, refused to be discouraged. There's three voices I can see in the Word of God that will come to discourage us. How many of you know words are powerful? They're like containers, aren't they? They carry power. When I was growing up, I was in classes for slow learners from the time I was in fifth grade all the way through high school till I got saved. And so they would make fun of me and speak things over my life, you know. And then I got born again. And I began to speak the word over myself. I began to say, uh, the Lord makes me of a quick understanding. I have the mind of Christ, right? And I began to speak over my life what God said about me. And you know what? I had to refuse to receive that label of slow learner. You know, Moses had to do that. He refused to be called, to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, so that he could receive the name great deliverer, right? God's anointed man. Come on, there are some things you have to refuse to be called. And there's a couple things I've made up my mind. I will never be called broke. Woo, come on. I made my mind up a long time ago on that one because I didn't have any money when I made my mind up. <laughs> what well, I had to lose. I didn't like being broke. I don't like being sick either. Come on. You know, I think sometimes sick is like a four-letter word. Come on. Some of you be better off cussing than saying some of the stuff you've been saying. Sick is a four-letter word, isn't it? Come on. Yeah, come on. So, you know, we don't want to speak those names over ourselves. You know, try not to claim things as in other words if you're battling something i know someone that was battling cancer and they got their miracle and when i was praying with them they they would when they had to tell someone you know faith doesn't deny the problem you know you see the problem you don't say you don't have the problem right but don't claim it as yours so sometimes they would say well my cancer and i'd go you know what change it to the you know, because you're not receiving. In other words, you've got to tell people about it. You can't be like, hey, I don't have this problem, and what is it? I don't have a problem. I have people come up for prayer. I'm like, what do you need? Well, I don't want to say it out loud. Come on, how many of you heard of the unspoken request? Well, how are we going to know how to agree with you then, you know, if you're not going to say it out loud, right? But you don't want to keep claiming it over and over, going, my this or my that, right? We don't want to claim it as, you know, our depression, my depression, Right? My arthritis, uh, you know, Margie was, was, we were talking about this, such a blessing, but um, I told her about a situation one time when someone tried to speak something over my life, and it was that little power of suggestion, you know, and I was talking to Margie, and she goes, that's not you at all, I'm like, that's right, that isn't me, right, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, that isn't even me, but how many of you, sometimes someone can speak something over your life, 
try to plant a negative seed or a thought or, or put a title on you. Or sometimes we put titles on ourselves, right? Or the devil puts it on, whatever. But, but make up your mind that you're not going to ever be called anything other than what God calls you. Amen? And how many of you know God calls you healed? God calls you free. You've got to call yourself that way. Romans 4:17 says that faith calls those things which be not as though they what were as though they already were. The word calleth literally means to summon. Okay. I'll tell you something that happened to me about I don't know 2 years ago maybe on Christmas Eve. I don't know if I even told you this Marty but Christmas Eve I was home I travel all the time. And in my area where I live, it's, ni- it's a nice area, and I go outside, and there's snow everywhere. And so I go out, and I go to let my dog out, you know, my little dog that has no teeth. Y'all remember, ladies, I told you about my dog's tongue hangs out permanently now. But anyways, but I love her. She's mine. So I take her out, and uh, I take her to, to the bathroom outside, you know. And there was a van, a big, giant van, and it was blending in with the snow. You know, it was a white van. It would blend in with snow, so I didn't really see it. And I step outside, and all of a sudden, this car tries to run me over. Yeah. And I found out later that it was the, uh, there was a lady down the street. It was her boyfriend. He was mad at her. And when I came out, the house was looking like it, and he thought I was her. Oh, I'm not her. Don't run me over. I'm not her. But I come out there, and it's like 1 in the morning. You know, I'm letting my dog out. And all of a sudden, this van whoo, tries to run me over. And so, uh. I ran in the house. I go, oh, I forgot my little adopted dog with no teeth. Oh, come on, somebody. This dog has favor. I'm telling you what. My first dog, I named my first dog Favor. She lived 17 years. That dog had favor. Everybody loved that dog. I go preach, and they'd walk up and go, how's Favor? Not even, how you doing? Not even, how's your family doing? How's Favor doing? Favor had a lot of favor, man. This next dog does, too. But anyhow, she needs, she needs a deliverance. <laughs> She's ugly. Okay, I love her. All right. She's funny. Oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. So this guy tries to mow me over. Well, the police came, right? And I felt bad. They took him away. And I was like, oh, then I felt horrible. Oh, come on, somebody. You know, I got the mercy gift. I'm like, oh, no, please don't. Okay, anyways, I was like, to go help him. And All right, anyhow. I'm like, he tried to run you over. I'm like, I know, but I feel horrible. Okay, anyhow. I don't know how you did. You know, that's God. I don't even know that person. Well, later on. They call me up, and, and, well, I got a thing in the mail, and I read it, and I'm, it says, you've been summoned. You've been summoned. And I'm like, so I call up. I go, hey, I have a meeting on that day. I can't go. And they're like, aha, you can't go. You're summoned. You have no choice. Right? So that word calleth literally means to summon. Right? So when that happens to you, you, you have to go to court. You have to appear. Right? You have to show up. You don't have a choice. When we call those things which be not as though they already were in our life. Come on, how many of you know those things that we call for? They have to show up. They don't have a choice. Come on, healing has to show up. Deliverance has to show up. Breakthrough has to show up. It doesn't have a choice. And I've seen this work. I, I believe in the favor of God. Come on, how many of you believe in the favor of God? People will go out of their way to bless you and things like that. And I, I mean, I call for favor all the time. And even my dog favor when it got lost one time. I go outside of my house. I'm yelling for favor. They're like, that's that crazy lady. That, 
preaches that lives in that house, she goes outside and yells for favor. That's a little crazy. But I'm yelling for my dog, favor. Couldn't find her. Got in my car. Started driving through the neighborhood. You know, I got the window down. I'm yelling for favor. And I'll never forget when she heard my voice. And she came running. I could hear her little collar, you know, jiggling. She jumped in my lap. And I'll forget the time she jumped in my lap. The Lord said, just like you called favor home, call your favor home. In other words, call your favor in. And I would, I would call for the favor of God for books to be published and contracts and open doors and favor with you so I could preach here. And, you know, people, I could minister to people and the favor of God so that lives could be changed. Come on, how many of you know you have favor around you? I mean, come on, when the enemy comes against you and he's attacking you, you don't even know you've got special privileges. The Lord showed me this just traveling. I went to Italy one time. And this might not bless you as much as it does me, but it was an 11-hour flight. And I got called the last minute to come to a big conference if I could fill in for somebody. And so I went, and I was only there four days, and I brought a friend with me. So we get our tickets, and I'm in the worst seat, okay, 11 hours from Detroit to Milan. And I'm, like, in the middle, you know, next to a guy that didn't bathe good. (laughs) Come on. You know, but so I'm all the way over 11 hours, and my friend's in the, the back of the plane or whatever, too. And so we get there, and when we landed, I go, we're not going home the way we came. In Jesus' name. I said, let's believe God for first class. Okay, and I mean, my faith was high, favor. First class. She goes, we can't buy first class tickets now. We're going to be so expensive. I said, I didn't say we're praying for it. Come on, how many of you wouldn't mind going first class if you weren't paying for it? I mean, you know, someone else blesses you. So I go, all right, let's pray. So I never forget, I go to pray with my friend. I go, we're going to believe for two first class tickets. And so she she goes, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I can believe for that. I said, okay, then here's what we do. I'm going to pray. You stay in neutral. You know what neutral is? Don't say anything against it. Staying neutral. Come on. Someone just reminded me that the other day. They go, I'm praying such and such for you. And, and I go, well, they go, stay in neutral. I go, okay, I can do that. I can stay in neutral because it was big to me, you know. And so I prayed. And there's my friend. It was so funny. But I go, Lord, I'm asking you for two first-class seats home, one for me and one for my doubting friend right here, Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Giving her a hard time. And I said, I believe I received. So the whole time we were there, we, we landed the whole time we were there. Every time we'd pray over a meal, you know, they'd say the prayer. I'd go, Ann, I thank you for two first-class seats home in Jesus' name. And my friend would like, I go, well, don't say anything. Stay in neutral. Don't speak against it. Okay, so we get to the airport. I'm thanking God the whole time. Well, we get up there, and the guy's like, you know, on the computer, and he goes, I have bad news for you ladies. You don't have seats on this flight. It's, it's overbooked, so you're going to have to go home tomorrow. And my friend looks at me. She goes, before you prayed, we had seats. Like, what do you go messing with it for? I mean, now we don't even have seats. And, of course, the devil is, like, going, you declared favor to her. You wrote the book on it, and now you don't even have seats. How many of you ever had a war going on in your head and nobody knows about You're going, thank you, Jesus. Shut up, devil. I mind you saying, thank you, Lord. Ugh, I lose this. Ugh. Come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever been at a stoplight or something? You're like, Ugh, and someone looks at you like, hey, now they think you're talking on your little earpiece. Thank God. I don't think you're as crazy now because you've got an earpiece. I'd be like binding the devil, and they'd look at me like, what are you doing? Amen. So 
I go, thank you, God. He can't find our seats because they're in first class. Thank you, Jesus. And I couldn't go the next day either. But So we're praying. And he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. So he continues. Where he goes, okay, you got your seats back. But uh, they were still the same ones or whatever. So he prints the boarding pass out. They're not first class. She goes, see, didn't work. I go, it ain't over yet. Don't you dare say anything. It's not over yet. So now I'm determined. Oh, come on. Now faith is rising up in me. And now I'm mad at the devil. I'm like, oh, no way. I'm thanking God. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I believe I receive when I pray. This is my desire. So I'm thinking, thank you, Jesus. And we got to the gate, and my friend gave her boarding pass, and it went through the little machine, you know, and it, it made that noise. Beep, beep. So she starts to walk. I give mine, and it goes beep, 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 beep. It was, and the lady goes, wait a minute, something's wrong with your boarding pass. Then she says to my friend, something's wrong with yours too, come back here. And my friend turned like this and I go, whoo, I know something's wrong with the boarding pass. I thought I was going to start dancing right there, I got so excited. She looks at me, she's like, no way. I go, yes, hallelujah. The lady takes both of our boarding passes, she goes, I don't know how this happened to you two, but you just got upgraded to first class. Ooh, come on, she tore up the old tickets, printed out two brand new ones, hands them to me. I go, follow me to our first class seats, please. Come on, somebody. How many know that word will work? I'll take that. Amen. Come on. And that's, that's just for a seat. How much more would God do for your child, for your ministry, for your church? Come on, I, I know it would be great if we all unified at every church we go to and call it blessed and growing. You know, one pastor said he'd travel, right, and, and uh, they'd go, tell us about your church. And he'd say, oh, just a small church or a small ministry, you know. And the Lord dealt with him. He said, why don't you call it a growing church and a growing ministry? So I grabbed a hold of that myself. So yeah. So next time someone asks you, how are you doing? They're, oh, we're a growing church. Praise God, right? We're a growing ministry. I say, I'm a growing ministry. How about you? How about your ministry? How about what you do for God? How about where you work? Amen. How about your finances? How about your relationships? Let's believe they're growing and blessed. Amen. Let's call it the way we want to see it. So many times we're just saying what we see. That's easy to do. Anybody can do that. Oh, come on. Anybody can do that. In, In Michigan, there's a big sign when you drive down the highway. It says, seeing is believing. Like, no, no, they got that backwards. Believing is seeing. Right? Have faith in God, Jesus said. If you will speak to the mountain, come on, and you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe what you say will come to pass. How many of you know it's going to come to pass? That mountain will be removed. I don't care how big the mountain is. I don't care what the mountain is. You know what? Faith is voice activated. How many of you have those phones that are voice activated? Or in your car, it's voice activated, right? You have to say something. You know, in my car, I can just push a button. You know, and I ask for directions. And sometimes I go, did you say? I'll go, no, no, no. Did you say no? <laughs> Come on. But I have to say it again. Sometimes i got to say it twice or three times. But you know what? It's voice activated. And what I need comes to me in the car through voice. Come on. What, what, your faith is voice activated. You've got to start saying something. What is it you've been saying? Because usually we have what it is we've been saying. We, if we say, I'm so tired. Woo, I'm so tired. I'm 
so tired. I'm so tired. Ooh, I'm so tired. Ooh, how, ask anybody. How you doing? Busy or tired? Right? Busy, tired. Busy, tired. Busy, tired. But the Lord didn't say be busy. He said be fruitful and multiply. Not just busy, fruitful. So next time someone asks you, how you doing? I'm fruitful. Hallelujah. Strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. And say, let the poor say, I don't have enough. Oh, come on. Let the poor say, I'm rich. Why? Because he's my El Shaddai. Come on. He's, he's my Jehovah Jireh. Come on. He's my provider. He's my healer. He's my strengthener. Come on. He's the quickener. How many of you know God will quicken your body? He'll quicken you on the inside. He's the quickener. How many of you know he's your defense? He's our everything. Oh, and how many of you believe what we pray comes to pass? Don't give up on those things you've been believing for. Amen? Let me give you the three voices real fast that come. One, one voice that will come to discourage you is the voice of the devil. We see that way back in the garden. And he came in the form of the serpent, remember? He tried to get them to question, have God said, did God really mean what he said, right? So that voice came, but it was defeated. I mean, you know the devil's under our feet, right? So the voice of the devil will come. Then the voice of other people sometimes can come to discourage you. Anybody ever been discouraged by someone else's voice? Oh, amen. Sometimes the devil will speak through other people without them even knowing it. Because we've all been used to time or two, and we didn't even know it, right? To discourage us. But this is the most important voice. It'll come, and you have something to do with this big time. That's your own voice. Don't let your own words pull you down. Don't let your own words be a discouragement in your life. But begin to speak the word over yourself. And watch, watch God's word begin to grow and bloom in your life. And how many of you believe you'll be everything God's called you to be? You'll do everything God's called you to do. The thing I could not do, Angel, was speak in front of people. In, in school, I, I nearly fainted. I got so nervous. I'd get up. My, I'd start shaking. Oh, someone's relating to that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, you know what I'm talking about. And I would get so nervous, you know, and, and so intimidated. Just fear would come on me. And then after I got born again, the Lord called me to preach. I got saved in Kenneth Hagin's service, filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. Called to preach all in one night. I mean, if you're going to get it, you might as well get it all at one time. Amen. But then I would start thinking, how can I preach? I can't even get up and give a book report. can't even talk in front of people. But you know what? The Bible says God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Come on. I'm like, I qualify. Thank you, Jesus. At least I qualify there. And so I begin to speak boldness over my life. And for years, intimidation would be there. I'd get up to speak. I'd be shaking, you know. But I just kept plowing through it. God's not giving me the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And I'd get up the next time. I remember one time Brother Hagen called me up to preach. There was thousands of people there. I'll just tell you the story because it's so cute and blesses me. I was shopping. You ready? I had to say it. I was shopping all day with one of my friends. And I went to a Kenneth Hagin service, and there was thousands of people there. We came in really late because we shopped all the way to service time. <laughs> and so I'd been preaching a little bit already, but this wasn't my service. I didn't even know Brother Hagin at the time, didn't know he knew who I was. And so I'm sitting kind of in the back, you know, and 
uh, I went out the hotel because we were staying at a hotel, and I, I grabbed uh, the smallest Bible I had because it was just lightweight, and it wasn't my preaching Bible. And so let me tell you the Bible I grabbed, the read through the Bible in a year Bible. Remember, I remember that one. Well, that's the one I had with me, my devotional Bible, you know. So I'm like, I'm not preaching, so I'm just going to chill and relax. It's not my meeting, you know. And so I'm sitting there, and Brother Hagin gets up to preach. And so he says, you know, God still uses women preachers today. And I'm like, oh, praise God. I'm like, I'm glad I came to this service. And I'm, you know, I'm sitting there without a clue. And he goes, matter of fact, the Holy Ghost wants to demonstrate that he still uses women today. And I'm like, wow, praise the Lord. I'm like clueless. And all of a sudden, you know, he goes, matter of fact, we're going to have a woman preach tonight. And I'm looking up in the front going, wow, you know, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland were there. I'm like, maybe it's Sister Gloria. So I'm looking up front going, whoa, she, her, I know she preaches in that other one. Cool. So I'm sitting there. All of a sudden I hear this. It's like in slow motion. (laughs) Brother Hagen goes, Kate McVeigh. And the whole thing went, you know how that slow motion thing? (laughs) So I'm thinking, he did not say my name. He had to say it two times. I'm sorry to say because, you you know, I like to be quick if someone calls on you. But I'm like, I didn't even think he knew me. I'm like, I think I'm dreaming or something or nightmare, whichever you want, however you want to look at it, you know. So because fear tried to get on me. So he calls my name and and my friends go, he's calling you. So I'm like, because all this, all of a sudden, I'm like, if he didn't really call me and I get up, that's really embarrassing. (laughs) Oh, he's calling you. So I stand up and I start to take off. They're like, you forgot your Bible. So they give me my Bible. I'm like, oh, Lord. It's the read through the Bible in a year Bible. What are you supposed to say? Everybody, please turn to May 3rd, May 4th. Come on. You got Genesis, Revelation, and Jude in there, you know? Come on. Oh, Lord. So I'm like, what am I going to (laughs) do? Jesus. And I got to tell you, I was so nervous, Marty. I had my Bible upside down. I never told anybody that. But it was upside down the whole time. And evidently, Brother Hagin told me to preach like 20 minutes, and I didn't hear him. I was so nervous. He talked to me. I went, okay. And I didn't know what he said. And later on, you know, I timed it. It was the Holy Ghost. I quit right on time. Thank you, Jesus. He had, God had my back. Because I didn't hear that, you know. And so God was so good. But I got up there, and at first, I, I was so nervous. I mean, you know, I'm shaking. I'm like, Oh, this is not right. All these preachers, I'm shaking. It's like not fair. Come on. But I just kept preaching. So it took me a couple minutes, and suddenly, oh, thank God for suddenly. Come on. Suddenly, holy boldness hit me. Amen. The anointing kicked in, and I was able to preach. I mean, God, God, I always had a message ready because I was taught that have a message ready wherever you go that you can preach. Amen. Have a song ready, right? Have a scripture ready? Next time someone calls on you, don't go, no, I don't have anything. Go, oh, yes. And you're thinking, I don't know what to say. You'll know when you get there. That's called faith. <laughs> Come on. If you've got to have it all laid out, you're in trouble. Well, how many of you know with the Holy Ghost, you've got to walk by faith and not by sight, trusting he's going to give you something to encourage somebody else. Amen? How many of you believe we have the victory? So listen, God took one of my weakest areas in my life, and he turned it in one of my greatest strengths 
And I, I, I'm not ashamed to share my testimony. God helped me learn. He helped me write books. Come on. And now God's blessed my books to go all around the world being bestsellers. Come on from somebody who couldn't even write good or speak in school. Oh, come on. How many of you God, God could take anything in your life and he can turn it around? He can take your test and truly make it a testimony. How many believe he can take that mess and make it a message of victory? Amen? Remember, miracles come in cans. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can be all that God's called me. Come on, I can forgive. I can walk in love. I can overcome. Come on. Can do power. Amen? So can you. So let's stand up. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. I hope I didn't preach too long. I believe in that saying, blessed are the short-winded, for they shall be asked back. Hallelujah. It's, it's been working. Hallelujah. I don't know if your pastor goes over noon or not. Does he ever do that? Yeah, every now and then. Okay. You ever heard that saying, if your pastor goes past noon and you have a roast in the oven, offer it up as a burnt sacrifice. To the Lord. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. We're going to pray. I want to pray for any of you that you've been battling discouragement this morning. We talked about it. You know, let's pray about it. Things happen when we pray, right? When we speak to it. We're going to speak to discouragement. We're going to command your, your spirit man to rise up. And whatever it is that that has tried to get you down or discourage you, I'm believing that thing's going to turn today. Amen? Just, just bow your head if you would for a moment. Lord, we thank you today for the word that we heard. We thank you that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He's our strengthener, God. You are our strengthener. We thank you this morning for strengthening us right now, encouraging us. Lord, I pray for every person that has battled discouragement today. I thank you that you lift them up, that you make them strong. God, that they will grab a hold of your word and begin to speak that word over their life. Like your word says that your word is like a hammer. That it breaks in pieces the most stubborn rock of resistance. And Lord, every time we speak that word, we're hammering that situation away. You're breaking it into pieces. God, we give you the glory right now. I thank you that all of us will rise up and begin to speak the word over ourselves. Discouragement has to leave right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for those of you that have battled that discouragement or depression. And I say to go from you right now in the name of Jesus. And I call you free. Just put your hand on yourself right now. We're going to speak the word. Let's do it. Just put your hand on yourself. We're going to make a good confession. Say this out loud. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I call myself blessed, strong, highly favored, healed, anointed, good looking. Oh, come on. Somebody saying very rich. In Jesus' name. Oh, come on. Give God praise if you believe it. Amen. Glory to God. Father, we praise you. 
thank you, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. We have the victory today. As you're standing there, if you need healing in your body, raise your hand if you need healing in your body. We're going to set our faith in agreement. Find somebody near you that, that has their hand raised. Would you find somebody near you? And just lay your hands on their arm or their shoulder. We're just going to get in agreement with them. Find somebody with their hand lifted. We're going to pray. You know, I believe diabetes is being healed today, right now. Diabetes. Diabetes is being healed. Is that you? Your levels to be normal. Your Send and put up a prayer request. Pastor wanted me to pray for. Do, we, do you want me to say that out loud? Is that, okay. Whoever that was, they got a bad. Uh, they saw something at the doctor that to do with the prostate. Come on, I'm believing for my daddy right now. So you can stand in on behalf of my dad in Michigan that he's claiming his healing for this very thing right now. So we're agreeing for my daddy. Amen. You represent my daddy today. You're a big old teddy bear. Precious, I'm going to believe with you. There'll be no fear. Okay? This is easy. Easy. It's easy for God, and you're going to overcome it. You agree with that? All you got to do is get in agreement. It'll be easy. That we say it'll be easy. That's what we say. You'll overcome. So, Lord, we thank you right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. You're his healer. And we rebuke every sign, symptom, from getting loose in any way. We say, be healed in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you. Just Your word is like a laser right now. Lasering out all symptoms of sickness. Right now, in the name of Jesus, be healed right now. Be strong in Jesus' name. Live long and be strong. You will finish your course with joy. Yes, you will. You're going to have double for your trouble everything the enemy has stolen from you. We command it to be returned today in Jesus' name. Woo, God has a great plan for you. He's not done with you yet. you got a lot to do. Hallelujah. Amen. I know he received it too. Come on, let's thank God with him for his healing. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We receive it today. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. You can be seated in God's presence. Well, it's been great, you guys, being here today. Thank you for allowing me to come and share the word with you. So enjoyed it. Thank you guys for all that you've done for me to be here. Um, I do have a couple books that I wrote back there. Can I tell them about it real quick? Is that all right? I didn't even do this at the ladies' conference, but well, let me tell you about this CD we made. First of all, it's called Wellness from the Word, and it's, uh, it's about an hour-long CD. And it's all healing scriptures. And I just, I went into the studio and I just read all healing scriptures. And then all different uh, translations, different Bible translations, some of my favorite ones. All the way down to even healing for your animals. There's some scriptures for your pets. Come on. You know my pets are blessed. Okay. Uh, But then there's piano music like this playing in the background. You know, you'll hear something like, First Peter (laughs) 2.24. Okay. By his stripes, you are healed. 
Anyway, see how good that sounds just like that. So what I'm, what I'm encouraging people to do, buy the CD and make as many copies as you want. Give them all away. Have you ever seen that? Don't, you cannot copy this. Okay, you can copy this. And give them to anybody, okay? So just buy the one and duplicate them and give them away to everybody and bless them so they can be healed. Because the Word of God heals us, doesn't it? So praise God. You can have that if you want. Yeah, bless you. And then here's a, a book I wrote called Get Over It. It's on overcoming offenses. Oh, that's a good subject, isn't it? You know, Joyce Meyer actually wrote the foreword on this book. Isn't that good? Yeah, she said you need to buy it. So we should listen to her. I think she knows what she's talking about. So you'll be blessed by this book, Overcoming Offenses. I mean, if you need to forgive somebody, even forgive yourself, overcome an offense, this will help you in doing that. We all have to forgive, don't we, sometimes, and overcome. And then uh, Women of Wisdom, it's a, it's a devotional. It's a monthly, like a one-month devotional for women, a little encouragement each day. And then the Favor Factor, my favorite one. Come on. Amen. God will bless your life with supernatural favor, right? And you got to be believing. Put that favor out and expect it to come back to you, okay? If you want to be on our mailing list, you, we have a little sign-up sheet back there. Or if the Lord leads you, you want to become a partner, you can let us know. But we just appreciate you, and we love you. Amen? All right. God bless you. Glory to God. So good to have you all here. If uh, some of you have been around here for a, a while, you may remember this. As we were talking about it at the table... We actually did this as a book of the month way, 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 way back. Because it came out a long time ago. Yeah. Yep, so some of you may already have that in your library. If you don't have some of the other ones, go on out there and, and get that. But I have this um, uh, uh, particularly for Bobby, but it works for anybody. Three things. Stay out of fear. Do you remember the first thing that Jesus said to the man? <clears throat> comes to the, the, my daughter's going to die. And the news comes, your daughter's dead. What's the first thing out of Jesus' mouth? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. First thing, do not fear. That's the first thing you got to do. Because that's the inroad of the enemy. How did Job lose all the stuff that he did? The thing that I feared has come upon me. God did not put that on Job. People out there, they teach you that. They did not put that on Job. Job put it on himself. He opened his door. That's what he said. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing. Stay in the Word. Get a CD like that, whatever it is, stay in the Word. Keep that, that Word going on. Here's the third one. This is really important. And you do two of these things, it won't work. you got to do all three. And they're in the Word. Number three, proclaim what you want. Not what the enemy wants you to fear. Proclaim what you want. Constantly proclaim. I've given you many a testimony of things that God has blessed me with, God has taken me into, a uh, number of things. And how many times do I always tell you about what I'm proclaiming with my mouth? I do it for a reason, folks. I want you to know I don't just teach this stuff to you. I teach it to me because i got to do it. Stay out of fear. Stay out of here. Stay in the Word. Proclaim what you want. Proclaim what you believe. Keep saying it. 
No matter what your body's telling you, no matter what other people, the three voices that were they're there to discourage you, no matter what those voices come up and tell you, keep doing, keep saying with your mouth what it is that the Word of God has built faithful. If nothing else, stay neutral, as she was saying. <laughs> but you do a whole lot better and get out there and you start proclaiming some stuff. I'm not going to believe this report. I'm not going to believe. I'm not going to swallow that fear. I'm taking. I'm going to have this. I'm going to. You got it. There's a whole lot of enemies to believe. There are not many to doubt. If you want to doubt something, it's a piece of cake. But if you want to believe and stand, oh, yeah, it's a little, a little tough. But it's all right because we have it on the inside information. That it works. That it works. What did Jesus say? All things are possible to him who doubts. To him who wishes. To him who really wants it to become true. To him who believes. That's what we need to do. If you need another offering envelope, just raise your hand up. We want to bless these two with good offering. Making your check out. We make out one check. Zoe, ZCF, whatever you want to make it out to. Just one check. But you didn't just split it up on the envelope and you just tell us what you want to do with it, who you want to give it to. You can give all of it to one. You can give it all of it to both. Uh, split it up, whatever you want to do. We'll take care of all that for you. It's been great having you out here. Glad you all could, could make it in. We have another uh, series of meetings we're looking forward to in, in June. That starts on the 4th, 4th through the 8th, 7th, 4th through the 7th. Well, by the time they finish, it might be the eighth. They've been here before. (laughs) Jay and Tammy are... Yep, oh yes, we do have that. I did think about that when I was coming on up here. Amen. All right. I should just go ahead and... uh, uh, Everybody have an offering envelope? Already got that? We are going to do communion today. It is the first Sunday of the month, the time we do communion. God didn't say we had to do communion on the first Sunday of the month. He just said, do it often. Often for some people is once a week. Often for other people is once a month. Often for other people is something different. There's nothing right. There's nothing wrong about it. You can do it as often as you want. <laughs> just do it often. That's all he said to do. All right. Ushers, come on. They're ready with their offering.
night that Jesus was betrayed. Took the disciples into the upper room. You're going to change some things. He said, up till now, the blood of bulls and goats has done nothing but cover sin. But now, we're going to change that. The blood of Jesus Christ would pay for it all. I was listening to it, a person teaching. And I shared a little bit about this one. Well, mostly, but not the whole part of it. A particular expensive car pulled up. And um, where are my car people? I forgot the name of it already. It was a McLaren P1. $1.3 million is the price tag of that car. And apparently there's a list for them, and you may not get one. And this brother was, was standing next to somebody, and when they heard, and the, the woman who was next to him said, there is no car worth $1.3 million. Down up in his spirit said, yes, there is. Because someone was willing to pay him. The only way you can sell a McLaren P1 for $1.3 million is if people agree that it's worth $1.3 million. They don't need everyone to agree. Now, here's the, here's the big thing, folks. You don't need everyone to agree that a McLaren P1 is worth $1.3 million because they don't make them for everyone. They only make a few of them. Now, here's the application for that. How much are you worth? Apparently, a lot. No matter how many other people don't think you are, someone thought you were and gave the highest price they could pay for you. The highest price. Jesus gave the parable. The man sold all he had to buy the pearl of great price everything he had because to him it was worth it. It doesn't matter what the world thinks we're worth. It doesn't matter what your relatives think you're worth. All that matters is what does he think you are worth. And if he thinks you are worth the price of his son then don't let anyone tell you you're worth less. Jesus was betrayed. He first took the bread. And he separated this into two parts because he knew we would get it confused. We tell you this every time because we want you to, to get this down. He didn't just separate it into two parts. He put an entire meal in between because these are two completely different things. The body of Jesus Christ has nothing to do with your forgiveness of sin body of Jesus Christ has to do with your healing. It is his blood that forgives you of sin. What do you add to the blood of Jesus Christ to forgive you of sin? Nothing. So don't ever confuse him. As we take the bread, let's remember, his body was beaten, broken, 
bruised, battered for you. He took that price on his body so that your body doesn't have to. Let's eat together. Next, he took the cup. When did he take the cup? After supper. So it says right in the Word of God. After supper, he took the cup. And he said, this represents my blood, which is shed for you. His body was broken for you. His blood was shed for you. His blood did what no bull, no goat, no lamb, no turtle dove could ever do. It didn't cover your sin. It paid the price for your ransom. So you are his, and you've been bought with a price. Let's drink together, remember. have some praise reports and we have one more prayer, uh, prayer request before we go. did I get everybody's praise reports for this week <clears throat> I only have two <laughs> but um Alyssa remember last week we prayed for Alyssa's arm it had been tingling and going numb well she was led to go to a massage therapist who found some problem areas in it and um, after working it out, she doesn't have that tingling or numbness anymore. So praise God. And then Candy's praising God because she had an opportunity to um, pray for a friend's healing and then also to minister the gospel message to somebody at the same time. So praise God for that. Amen. Anybody else? Yesterday at the conference, um, the Trinidads, who have a church down in northeast Philadelphia, had invited our youth and really actually anybody who would like to go. They're having a camp uh, at Sandy Cove Camp in Maryland. Um, Chris Palmer is going to be there in July. So if anybody is interested, I would really need to know pretty quickly. I didn't realize that it was coming up that quickly, but it's July 3rd through the 5th. So if you have any interest or know anybody like to go, they were originally trying to make it just a youth camp, but it kind of grew from there. So it's youth and adults, anybody like to go. So please let me know. You have a praise report? Thank you. Oh, okay, praise God. Another um, healing. Deetra had pain in her hand that was healed, and the back pain is gone. Amen.